Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. It is time you ever seen Undercover Brother? Well, you get to see him live if you are caller number four, four, four. Live Nation has teamed up with Sacktown Sports to hook you up with tickets to check out comedy legend Eddie Griffin live at the Hard Rock Sacramento April 13th. Hit up Folsom Lake Honda Hotline right now. Looking for caller number four, number quattro, to win a pair of tickets to check out Eddie Griffin. For more information, visit SacktownSports.com, 916-339-1140, 916-339-1140. Caller number four to get your pair of tickets to see Eddie Griffin at Hard Rock Sacramento. Nate will take care of you. Caller number four, four, four. <laughs> I think Undercover Brother might have been the first, like, edgy comedy movie that, that I watched mm-hmm. and I was like this is possibly the funniest thing that's ever <laughs> been created ever in the history of ever yeah still yeah. is pretty great still it's pretty, pretty great. great I do wonder how looking it, for that mayonnaise watch I was gonna say today. yeah I I was gonna say I wonder how it how it tracks now probably didn't age great yeah. uh it definitely leaned, none of them do though. yeah it leaned pretty heavy on the racial humor which you know <laughs> well it's called undercover brother. you're not wrong there and uh yeah the man you remember yeah. the man was yeah. the main uh, Does it take, is it a, i forget if it's a uh take place when it came out or if it's a takes place in like the 80s it's a little ambiguous because right. it's like he himself like is like kinda, a 70s 80s it was disco. kind of a play on shaft yes. in a way yeah, but yeah. it's also a play on like austin powers yeah, kind of i mean which is it was just they just don't make play, movies like they, they used just to. don't yeah. so true bro. just low go. budget just and like, hey, we have a winner we you do can, have a winner and i great. should be i should be on the phone with him right now there you I, go. Well, I just love undercover brother looks like jacob jacob so good yeah yeah congrats to jacob he gets to see the undercover brother that's right that's right. That's, That's right. right, Jacob. You get to see the Undercover Brother live at Hard Rock in Sacramento. I heard it's beautiful this time of year. Have not been to Hard Rock Sacramento yet, but I do plan on checking it out. Also plan on checking out a King's W tonight. Yes, hopefully. No, nah, not even hopefully. There's no option. There is no option. Let's just let's just do it for fun. Let's I mean. do it. Why not? And and I know it gets I know it gets scary when you have a lot of teams missing. But you got to take care of business right now. They've won three of their last four. Here you go. It's worth Memphis. Kings are favorited. You could even argue. I mean, I might be all over this. The Kings are (laughs) the Kings are favored by eight and a half. That's crazy. That's crazy. I would I was I would do more. I know earlier in the year we said, you know, I think the Kings were 16 point favorites against Charlotte. Yeah, I I would stay away from "Ah, that. They shouldn't be 16 point favorites. Eight, like, you know, they already took care of the Grizzlies. Mm. It was their best performance of the season, and they had Jaw. So, yes. I don't know, man. It would be it would be a devast- just a devastating performance if, uh, I mean, yeah, eight. It should be it should be double figures easy tonight. I, I think that the I, I think that the urgency is starting to hit the Kings. That's what it feels like. I hope I'm not going too soon here or speaking prematurely, but it does feel like the the Kings are starting to realize, okay, we got to get going right now. Yeah, you know. By the way, Charles Amenahue, who got a strip sack, you said yes on Lamar, in yesterday's yeah. game, uh, torn ACL. Yeah, so he is done. Okay, what it is is it is funny. Sometimes not injuries aren't funny, but these guys, the way they are basically Wolverine, 
will sit there and it'll say broken broken foot. He'll be back in two weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, you just never know. But torn ACL, bad, bad. that is one one of the ones where there is no finessing out of this. He's out for a while, Charles Amenehue. So very sad to hear that. And honestly, just another reason for the Niners <laughs> to get it done. They're going into this healthy. They're going – and let's not forget, everyone, well, who is the backup? With Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was one of the only – dare I say, misses that the Chiefs have had, right? And it looks like he doesn't look in great shape these days. I don't know what his deal is. Jarek McKinnon, I checked up on Jarek McKinnon. It is doubtful that he will play in the Super Bowl. Really? Yes. He's always a really good player for them in the Super Bowl. As of of yesterday when I was just doing some some early on. Nate, have you seen Jarek McKinnon? Because he was on the the injury reserve. Yeah, he's playing. He is going to play. Yeah, so he talked a lot of trash it felt like he was talking trash about the Niners after he left, too. He was weird. There was a weird disconnect there, even though they kept him on the roster after he kept getting hurt, like yeah. they wanted him. He's one of Shanahan's guys, like Tevin Coleman. He right. brought him back, too. Like He's one of the guys like, oh, I have to have this guy. He knows what I want to do. I'm going to run this. Um, McKinnon, I'm going to say, will have almost no impact on this Super Bowl. Why do you say that? I just don't think he's going to get a hair. run. with with um, Dude, Pacheco does no, not sure. get enough respect no 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 i know that fool is so good you need more than one guy though ch is okay mckinnon's been huge for that in big games they tend to go to jarek a lot and he tends to i think even last super bowl he had a really really big super bowl i just if he's healthy it would surprise me if they don't use him i just maybe that's me lack of uh knowledge there on on jarek mckinnon but i just um i mean you didn't see a lot of him when he was in san francisco so no he was he was he was chilling on the i know he's a good player though i know he was good with minnesota yeah i know he was awesome i was stoked to uh really i did not know that quarterback in college i was a a big fan i i thought he was gonna have more of an impact um and then you know raheem mostert kind of took over yeah well and he also dropped weights on his neck i what? Been. Yeah, I believe that. Dude, how do you have all this McKinnon knowledge right now? Well, because dropping? I was I was not happy when he left my team, and yeah. then uh, yeah, I think he was working out during summer and uh, and had yeah, I'm pretty sure he. I know there was an incident in the weight room. I'm pretty That's sure he tough. dropped weights on his. Uh, I think it was oh, on his neck. God. Yeah, I'm not seeing any updates yet. I've checked Twitter. I've checked also just Google in general. The club placed. McKinnon on injured reserve December 24th. So that means, uh, you know, some, and it also says typical return for a, for the procedure that he, for a groin injury. And I, I actually oh. pulled my groin Ugh. about four years ago. Doing in co-ed, what? Co-ed basketball. Very Dude, similar to the NFL. you have way too many basketball injuries, <laughs> Yeah, bro. I mean, it, it's, so, it's over now. But the similar procedure is the person would be out Six to eight weeks. Now, this is a situation, unlike a torn ACL, this is a situation where you could see an NFL player just being a freak of nature and coming They have the technology, too, to get back on time. Like, there was all those rumors about Rodgers coming back because of that new surgery or whatever. So, however they handle it. They they have access to so much more. Yeah. It's it's not fair. Six to eight weeks is not the same window as a... As a star NFL player, yeah. So or any will, NFL player, yeah. We will see if he if he's out there. Uh, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling coming up big for the Chiefs yesterday. Huge. To ice it. We all knew Huge. that. We all knew that there wasn't going to be some checkdown, right? 
Oh, no. Mahomes no was going to go for I it. I understand that they no. were just going to roll out, but I was surprised that he yeah. actually let it fly like that. Yeah. And it, it was an interesting – I mean, it was an interesting catch, right? Zero I mean, blitz. He, he yeah. flipped back. He's facing it and then falls on his bum mm-hmm. as he's catching it. It wasn't your classic yeah. catch. So he, he could have tricked that off too. I'm not trying to be hurtful, but wasn't that a little bit like the Emmanuel Sanders pass, wasn't it? Am I, I, am I misremembering it? Wasn't it something like that where it was – I could definitely be misremembering it. Are you talking the the, Super Bowl? the 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 no. uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo overthrow pass? No. How oh, would okay. you say it was Wait, similar? What do you mean? No, no, no. I'm just I'm trying to remember if that's how it happened. If it was a similar, just like over the top throw with right. nobody, uh, no safety help over the top, mm-hmm. and it was just a straight overthrow. But I feel like you're just trying push. to hurt me. Yeah. Chris. But no, that's no, why I said was I wasn't like trying to be hurtful. <laughs> it, I just, it was. It, it was, was just shades of. It was definitely Except like it was that, completed. though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel that that was sorry, similar no, at all. Sorry, I really did. That's, that's on me. I'm sorry sorry <laughs> yeah. to bring up unnecessary. It was definitely trauma. like that, though. A couple different plays. <laughs> it was kind of like when Kyle Williams fumbled twice or yeah, right. two punts <laughs> to give up ten points to the Giants. I don't know what's happening here. It was just like that. The sorry. the Gibbs fumble. You know, Chris. It says you know we talk about plays that would be forgotten. I don't think yeah. the Gibbs. You have a list here. Yeah. I don't think the Gibbs fumble will be forgotten. I put it in there just because it might be forgotten that how it happened. Like, the fact that it happened immediately. Like, it, it wasn't as if, you know, the drive happened and, you know, three or four plays into the drive there was a fumble. It was quite literally, okay, Niners get a little bit of momentum going towards right. them. And then the very next play is a fumble. And it's just – I think that part's going to be forgotten is just the part of the run where it's just like, man, everything just clicked right as it needed to, and and it happened immediately. It wasn't a slow comeback at all. Like I said, I mean, the Niners made – they completed the comeback by the start of the fourth quarter. Wasn't 24-24 by the start of the fourth? Yeah, and we have here from Nick Wagner, who covers the Niners for ESPN, how swift and dramatic was the 49ers' comeback on Sunday night? In NFL history, 114 teams have trailed by 17 or more points at halftime in a playoff game. Only one of those teams was no longer trailing entering the fourth quarter. Wow. The Niners on Sunday. Wow. I yep. Mean, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's and that's like that just doesn't happen again. Like for it to, to and that's why I knew. I mean, I think everybody did. You could feel, and I heard Kittle talk about it in the post game. The momentum's a very very real thing, and mm-hmm. once they fumbled, I mean, you just you felt like okay, this is this is a wrap. The Niners are definitely going to score here, and. At that point, it felt like the Lions would have to just do would have to have a perfect drive almost to score. It felt like momentum had just completely shifted away from them, and uh, that was more the the forgettable part for me is just how immediate all yeah. of that happened. Yeah, I mean, it happened quickly. Here, let's hear from Kittle and talking about that momentum piece because we definitely hear it. I know Bomani Jones has always been really big on yeah. momentum isn't a real thing, but right. here is here is George Kittle on momentum. I have a question for you guys. Why does analytics people say that momentum isn't a real thing? Like what, that is, a, I had a conversation with Pat McAfee. And he was like, yeah, all these people are telling us that momentum's not real. And that's just the biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard of in my entire life. But we can move on. I digress. When did you feel, when did you, when did you feel that, the momentum really start to turn? I mean, I, I think our stadium did a fantastic job. Like when Nick said yes, like for some reason, playoffs and Levi's, it feels like there's crowd, like crowd noise being pumped in. It's not. Our fan base is just phenomenal. Um, really, you know, we had a good opening drive out of the second half and that fourth down stop, you can just kind of feel an energy. We go down and score. All right, this is huge turnover. I was like, oh man, all bets are off now. Like bang, bang. 
I know it was Can't grim. Stand that bang bang at the end. No, you, you gotta love it. I, you bang bang and night night. That's what kind of haunts your dreams. Oh I know gosh. it was looking grim, but did we all feel like the Niners weren't completely in the dust? Like going into halftime, it felt like the first. Two drives, both teams' first two drives were going to decide this. I don't think I thought it was completely over. And I'm not trying to be that guy to say I Yeah, I, no, I you saw it coming. Yeah. I'm not saying I saw it coming, but I did say I don't think the nail is in the coffin until I see these first two drives. And once yes. those two first those first two drives happen, and maybe, maybe, sure, to see what the Niners did, and then you thought, okay, they're not dead because they scored. They didn't mm-hmm. punt. Yes. Then for the Lions to get the stop, and then it was, all right, what do the Niners do here? They score. Then it just felt like this is where having Jared, and it's not Jared Goff's fault, right. right? But this is where having a guy like Jared Goff that doesn't really bring fear into the yes. minds of yeah. other of other teams. This is where they can feel like, look, guys, they got a pretty good quarterback over there, but yeah. they don't have a game changer over there, which can be a good or bad thing. You don't think Jared? You don't think Jared? Because he didn't have an interception yesterday, which not, I no. thought was going to be a hundred percent. He was going to throw one. Right. He did not throw one, but look, guys, we're right back in here. They're on their heels now. And again, to the point of the legs, the legs is that X factor sure. to where, hey, if things get tight, we have an escape valve. And the Lions had no escape valve when the Niners and the Niner fans, the faithful, when they turn up the heat. By the way, I, I said this as well yesterday when I was in the building. Don't ever listen to the Vivid Seats No. Tweets again. Don't waste your time. That crowd was at least 30% Lions. 30, wow. Yes. 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 You, I mean, you could see it. I saw pictures like early returns were Mm. like, oh, wow, there's a lot of, lot of blue in here. Surprising. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. By the time everybody filtered in, you would still say, I mean, big enough to where 25, there was a pop though. 23 was the report beforehand or mid twenties. I saw a report that said it was, the Niners were in the 90s. Oh, no. I saw, okay, I saw what you said beforehand. Maybe different, maybe different reports, but I'm not listening to any of them. How do you even quantify that? But also different ticket vendors will have different numbers, right? Yeah, like right. comparing Vivid to Ticketmaster. And they like, only do it based on zip code, and I know people were saying shame on Niner fans for selling their tickets. They probably got that bag. They got that bag, and they so, probably yeah. felt really smart doing it early Because there was a lot of lower-level uh, uh, Lions fans out there. If I'm trying to enjoy myself, and maybe yeah. you flip that and get to go to Vegas. Who right. knows? exactly. Who knows? Light years ahead, right? Okay. <laughs> got to get to a break. When we get back, continue the conversation. Where do you have Kyle Shanahan? And then we got some prop talk. Styles and Watkins, hey. Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. When it comes to the best winning percentages for coaches in the playoffs, they've coached over 10 games. Kyle Shanahan moves to number... Two 
Vince Lombardi, number one. Kyle Shanahan, number two, at eight and three. Vince Lombardi was nine and one. Tom Flores, eight and three. Bill Walsh, ten and four. Joe Gibbs, seventeen and seven. Bill Belichick, thirty-one and thirteen. And also, the 49ers are now one and five when trailing by fourteen or more points at any point in a game since two thousand two. It's crazy how I know that the Niners weren't trolling. But it is crazy how they just decided, yeah, we're just going to end this narrative now. Or maybe it's not over yet, but, I mean, these are pretty tough situations to come back from. And they just said, yeah, at home. Just at home. But you go out and you take care of business. Now, the the at-home piece, I would just say, well, how often are people coming back on the road anyway? No, totally. Probably probably not very often. That's an unnecessary jab. I hear, hey, you're, you know, you're kind of spicy today. Are are you okay? Stay one. Stay one. Are you, yeah, what are your feelings at right now? Uh, I'm glad the Niners made it to the Super Bowl. Now we get to go to Vegas. That's where I'm at. That's where you're at. That's where, that's definitely where I'm at. And I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that I can stop. I'm glad that I can stop. You can stop what? Uh, We'll figure it out. We're coming for you, Gordon Ramsay. We are coming for you, Gordon Ramsay. Kyle Shanahan, I mean, everybody was on Steve Wilkes' case. Right in the first half, the defense didn't look great. Offense, I don't. They didn't really have the ball that much. It didn't feel like they had yeah. the ball that much. But you know, Brock throws a pick. They, I saw some people questioning Kyle Shanahan. Now he wants to run the ball when we know that the Lions have a good running defense. But they were moving the football fairly well, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And and Definitely. Kyle Shanahan now is in a position to where it's okay, Kyle. Another opportunity. Yep. Are you going to get it done this time? And it's it's how these coaches <laughs> Yeah. It's how these coaches are measured. I I I mean I think that he's I would like to say he's gained the benefit of the doubt at this point. Um I still think there's going to be the big Super Bowl question because of because of how Atlanta went, frankly. I mean, yeah. I still think that that's Not the head coach. No, not the head coach at all. Not the head coach at all. Um, but the decision to essentially not run the clock out has been a, a a decision that's frankly, I mean, it's 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 haunted him since since the Atlanta days, and I I just don't think he'll be able to silence those haters. We talk a lot about Brock Purdy haters and the people who come down Brock Purdy's road, but the one thing that uh, you just can't, you, even if you're the biggest Shanahan supporter, you you just haven't been able to uh, defend his really really big game play calling and. It's going to be a big test because, yeah, I think the Chiefs are one of, if not the worst, uh, the uh, run defenses in the in the playoffs. And, you know, the Niners have a pretty good running back. And as we've talked about, more specifically with that Eagles game, Kyle's shown sometimes where he wants to win the ball game uh, on the arm of Brock Purdy when it could be an easy victory just giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey. So I definitely think that's, to me, uh, I know we're not going to preview the game here yet, but – that to me is going to be the number one thing that I'm looking at from Kyle's perspective uh, as how he's going to game plan, how much they should give Christian McCaffrey the ball, because I think you got to try and limit how often Patrick Mahomes has it. I don't think you want him being in a situation like uh, that Ravens game where you're giving him possession after possession after possession to make something happen. Granted the, the Ravens defense, like you said, uh, they didn't allow any points in that second half, but I think that, you know, you play with fire enough with Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get burned. Yeah, obviously it would be great to get back on schedule for the Niners, and their schedule is get a two, 
get it get a two possession game going and then just roll yep. right control the clock and roll you have Steve Spagnola of the Chiefs the defensive coordinator we know he'll he'll bring the pressure he'll he'll dial it up and I will say this if you want to defend Kyle Shanahan the Chiefs are probably it's a two game sample size for the Niners in in two games where they have to come from behind I will say this if you're the Chiefs and you walk into film today you have no clue what yes. the Niners are going to do. Right. That. So in that way, whether Kyle planned that or not, right. you have no clue how they're going to attack you. Yeah, definitely. I would say the only positive from that, because I definitely think you're right. If you're the Chiefs, you're like, I don't know which one is the one we're going to get. But you you have tape on both sides of, hey, this is what they look like when they're not humming. These are the things that we can do that mm-hmm. we can tangibly see disrupt them. And you can also see, okay, when they are humming – Here's the things that they're they're gonna go to, and here's how they look when they look good. And I I guess that's what you can take from it. But also, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you have to know. And I think the Niners said it plenty yesterday. But that's the worst football they've played, maybe of like the, the I don't not of the Shanahan era, but of this the past the last two, two or weeks. three years. This is the like that was the worst half of football that they played. Period. I in in general, you could say these past two weeks, but specifically that first half they played. Mm-hmm. You're never going to play that bad ever again. And so, if the Niners have that out of the way, I, I don't know. It's 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 just scary from from the Chiefs side to say ah they kind of already gave their worst. I very much don't see them having back-to-back weeks of playing the worst. And that would be, I guess, to your point, be three straight weeks of playing really bad football. I would guess with two weeks of, of preparation, the Niners should be more than ready to to come out guns blazing. And I lo- and look, I love Pacheco. I love all the memes about how he runs. <laughs> but the way the Lions were just manhandling mm-hmm. the Niners in the trenches – at the very least, I don't think you have to worry about that right. in the same way mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. You got to worry about something else. But if if Chris Jones is a problem, he is a problem. You got to worry about something else. But also, you you're dealing with. Uh, I mean, if you have to trust a Rasheed Rice, if you obviously Travis Kelsey, we've talked about has kind of turned it on here as of late. But if you have to trust a Rasheed Rice and Valdis Scantling and Travis Kelsey, I would much rather that than. This, this, these two-headed dragons that we've been seeing from these from these offenses that the Niners have not been able to handle. Yeah. Now, also, it, everybody was saying Ambry Thomas is getting fried. Yeah. That wasn't too long ago. So basically, if if you just take away one thing and and hope the other doesn't work, the the Niners should at least be able to have a shot, right? And well, they're favored by two and a half right now, and. As far as them offensively, I think that they'll be able to control the game as well. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we got some prop talk for you, and we discuss Kings taking on the Grizzlies and dog segment. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Well, this show has flown by today. Time for a little bit of prop talk and the dog segment. 
as we get you ready for Kings Grizzlies. So much football to talk about over the course of the next two weeks as things change, as injury reports evolve. I'm sure there will be, I'm sure those openings will be gone, Commanders and Seahawks. I'm sure they will be gone by the time the Super Bowl happens because you want to get them in. Because pretty soon we're going to be talking about the draft, right? Right. So, is there any candidates? I guess that would probably not, right? From these two teams, I guess Wilkes possibly, but yeah, from I these don't two see teams, Wilkes getting no, another one. Not. Like, no, it's no. just not. It's not happening. Spags, maybe, right? Maybe, but I mean, what he did with this, I, I don't he, think any team would wait though for either of those guys. Like, also, like what. I mean, people want to hire offensive guys for right. the most part, right? There have been a couple, but yes, yeah, yeah. that's the trend. So yeah. That is the trend. All right, let's do prop talk. Chris, I saw you searching. Let's start with yes, you. Yes, I was searching high and low. Uh, this one, a little bit tough because on days like today when I feel like personally the Kings are probably going to have this one decided, I would hope at least halfway through the fourth quarter, you don't know how how many minutes these guys are going to play. Like, if the Kings are up 25, what are the odds that De'Aaron Fox is going to be in there to get his whatever you have his point total at? So it's a little bit tough, and so I'm going to lean towards going under uh, on today. But I'm actually going to go over. I, I know I, I know I said I would I would recommend people look for unders, but I'm going to go over on Malik Monk assists because I do think that's a good number where if the bench is going to be in there, if – Maybe you might say, eh, it should be an easier game for the Kings. I could see Malik setting people up, and he'll also probably be in the game mm-hmm. even if the Kings are winning by a ton. So I'm going to go Malik Monk over five assists. Is this a lock? Uh, I don't feel, I don't feel okay. that great right. about it. Okay. I, don't, I, like I hope it. you have a lock. We were thinking the same thing really? about the blowouts, okay. oh. right? And even though De'Aaron Fox did drop to 25 and a half, this could be an opportunity. If they mess around – could be an opportunity to De'Aaron to get that average up. Yeah. I think it's more important that they do take care of the yeah. situation and get it done, which I think they do. And Malik Monk, who has struggled these last couple of games, you don't see this very often. Malik Monk has dropped down. He's normally at about 14 and a half. Malik Monk is at 12 and a half. Whoa. He's coming off a oh. game where he almost blew it. Points? 12 and a half points. <laughs> Where okay. Malik Monk is coming off a game where he almost blew it it's been a while. and went ahead and missed those free throws. Malik Monk over 12 and a half points. Lock it up and lock it in. Thank you. <laughs> That's why. Nate. He asked. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Let's hear it again. Lock. It was hard to find that right noise. That was a door that. at first. It is kind it of is a, door. a door. Yeah. Close the door. <laughs> Maybe we can find some up. like jail bars. I was trying. Yeah. yeah. Jail oh, bars. That's closing. a better one. Yeah. There you go. Malik Monk over 12 and a half. Lock it. All right. I've been loving these all or nothing. Nate, you've ones. been killing this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, because it's a 50-50. Right. Like, that's true. Yeah. Well, not real. I don't yeah. know. Depends how you look at it. But that's how it feels. It's either going to happen or it's not. It's one yes. thing. It's one and I'm going to rock with it. And then I have one to pitch for all of us from the other team. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go Kevin Herter, half a block. And I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm Locks sorry. It's weird, man. It's weird. I know. It could be from anything, though. He could yeah. touch a finger on it. Like I, I was going to say, I you know, I can't, I'm not allowed to do Kevin Herter, but Kevin Herter at 11 <laughs> yeah. and a half. I'm glad you're not allowed to. Kevin Herter at 11 and a half, I thought about, but one block. 
Lock it. Lock the block. One block lock. I'm right. staying away from uh, that. I'm going to so, give um, the numbers real quick for the last time they played Memphis, just for reference. Uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, De'Aaron had 24 on 9 of 23. Uh, he had three threes in that game. Sabonis had a 13, 12, and 21 rebound triple-double. Uh, so that's definitely something to look at. Keegan had 10. HB had 11. Uh, Kevin Herter was coming off the bench at this point. And actually, this was the first game Kevin Herter came off the bench. He had nine points, no blocks. Uh, Malik Monk had a huge game, 21 minutes, 27 points, five assists, four rebounds, 10 of 13 from the field uh, on mm. that December 31st game. All right, interesting, interesting. Feeling I'm good. Feeling I'm great. S- I'm still feeling rocking good. it. Feeling great. All right, so let's go opposite side. We have doing good on time today. So we got we got a little bit of time here before good. we get into the dog segment. Jaron Jackson on Memphis. He is labeled at 35 and a half, and this is in all stats. So this ERA, is points, yeah. rebounds, assists. PRA. Jaron Jackson in the 35 two-handed and a half. Sean Marion jump shot. Are you taking the over or under on that? Because he's going to be their guy, right? The like, only thing I'm worried about with Jaron Jackson, if I want to take the over, would be Jaron Jackson can get into foul trouble, and Sabonis can induce fouls. Assuming he's guarding, he's guarding Sabonis, right? Or you get him out into the perimeter with HB. I worry that he would get into foul trouble. I, but you're right, his usage is going to be up. You're banking on a lot of points there. Yeah, uh, Jaron Jackson going is, under. Jaron Jackson is quite literally the worst rebounding center I've ever seen in my natural life. <laughs> uh, he is, what is he even averaging this year? He's averaging 5.7 rebounds in 30 minutes per game. That's so bad. It's ridiculous. And he's their only center. They don't even play Steven Adams or anything. So it's just, he is a terrible, terrible rebounder. Uh, you're going to have to bank on him getting at least 30 points. I don't even know if he gets assists either. He averages two assists per game right on the nose. Uh, looking at the last time they played, Jaron Jackson was their leading scorer. He had 18 points, but finished with three rebounds, uh, one assist, and one steal. So, okay. I'm Sounded like under. You're convincing go. me. So all three of us under, you know what that means? It's a lock. Lock it up. We're taking the up. under, and yeah. now we move to Doc. Let's do, do it. it. This becomes difficult because now it's like, do we We're just. We're both going to take Malik. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go in a different second. direction. Let's do it. Like we said, it De'Aaron, like we said, this is a, a, a game where De'Aaron can really bump that scoring up a bit. But I think we're randomly going to get a Keegan Murray masterclass. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Keegan Murray I masterclass. Like it. I Dude, guess. Yeah. How much weight did Keegan put on the offseason? Because I was just admiring him a bit during the game. My man's Sorry. looking a little big. Is he not? Like in a positive <laughs> way, like muscly. <laughs> Um, what, I can't respect another man's body? No, I mean, no, he's looking do. great, man. He's yeah. looking fantastic. I, if I had to guess, I think they always say 10 to 15 pounds of muscle is is just kind of the stock answer. In the, in the off-season. off-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That but is the problem his, is you... He looks good. I mean, he looks... Mm-hmm. He looks great. No. He looks good. <laughs> looks toned. He looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, liking... Healthy. <laughs> healthy young man. Healthy young man. I'm going Keegan. Did, I was like, did somebody pick yeah, Keegan going, or how did we yeah, get here? Yeah, I, I was know. like, I think maybe you want to pick Keegan? Is that? I want to, but I don't think I'm allowed to now. He's a dog. <laughs> He's a healthy dog. Meow. Arf, arf. Yeah. Uh, Ow. <laughs> <laughs> 
just as he walks by. Oh, please don't fire us. We're so close to Vegas. We are so close. Yeah. Um, are we? The <laughs> <laughs> worry cloud. No comment. My, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Let's go dog Sabonis. Why not? Yeah, like I said, wow. triple-double triple in the last time these two teams met. Uh, I mean, Jaron Jackson is, uh, is a puppy. He's just a, a little scared little puppy, and uh, Sabonis is probably going to get I don't know, 15 rebounds tonight, it feels like. I don't know, Santi Aldama. I, I can't see him uh, bodying out Sabonis for the board. So I'll go uh, I'll go dog Sabonis tonight. There you go. Nate. So neither of you went Malik after all that? That's, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, then Take I'm him. going Malik Monk. We did it for Someone you. Someone has to do it. Yeah. So Malik Monk is my dog of the game. Malik Monk bounced Plain back and game. Simple. He's been He's been off a little bit lately. Get the yips out. I don't think they'll hopefully there aren't important free throws to be taken. But if there are, hopefully he gets it done. You have you have where was it? Manny too legit. Domas, my dog tonight. Triple double coming soon near you. There yeah. you go. From the our favorite from the 209. De'Aaron Fox will take advantage of the short-handed Grizzlies team. He's back on track, too. There Chris, you didn't go. you take the over on points with him uh, for the game over the weekend? Uh, who was that? Or was it the um, Fox? I, Am I Because I missed a day last week. So. I took... Who did I take Because I think you Fox. hit on Fox. No, I think I did... Oh no! I did Sabonis assist the other. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. they're all they're all the dogs. The I'm right. Yeah. I'm actually writing them down right now. What we pick, so we Fantastic. don't. Fantastic. There you go. I'm pretty uh, sure I got mine. Last just to time. clarify here, Alan, for the prop talk, you took Malik Monk points over twelve and a half. That's right. Nate, you Lock. took Kevin Herter blocks over point five. And I took. <laughs> kind of sounds like a shotgun too. <laughs> like a <laughs> kind of like your, yeah, yeah cock and a shotgun there. <laughs> I took Malik Monk over five assists. And then for the uh-huh. dog segment here, Alan, you took Keegan Murray. Nate, you took Malik Monk. I'm taking Demonis. The Malik assist plays into your Sabonis uh, oh, play too. Your you Sabonis dog. So you there's kind of like a synergy it. here. Oh yeah. It's smart. That's smart play. It's it's smart parlays. Game, you know. Yeah. Smart man. There you go for Vegas. All right. Got to get to a break for Vegas. Got to get to a break. (laughs) When we get back, we will have some crosstalk with the drive guys. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Joined by one half of the Drive Guys. Hello. Whitey Gleason. And Chris has Yo. a little fun yes. situation. Yes. Hi, Chris. Hi, how's it going? Location good, good. Yes. for us today. Chris, what you got for yeah, us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, just... Uh, you know, they, they do it on the crosstalk in the morning. So I figured, you know, we can do a version of like what Dave does kind of. Mm. Dave likes to do the the on this day and give us like yeah. it's national peanut yeah. pocket national day or something. Day. It's like what is going on? Never here? go full day. Yeah. Ne- ne- never 
There you go. That's the lesson here is never go full Dave. So I thought I'd do a version of it on this day in sports. And, of course, we have, a, of course, sport historian here, Whitey Gleason, uh, who can just give us nice tidbits on on anything. And you don't have to say anything, but if, if something crosses your mind, anybody, Nate as well. Is it a quiz? Or it is just, not a quiz. Okay, it's just yeah. on right. this day in sports history. Uh, in 1936, the first players were elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, uh, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson. So uh, shout out those guys. First Hall of Fame. Have you ever been to the Hall of Fame? I haven't, but I can tell you that day I was doing a show, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes. Fans were uh, all the... 1936. Where's Lou Gehrig? People were you know, furious. That some <laughs> was there the just no... Snubs. There was no place to <laughs> have these people honored before? Like, was what? what is I the first that, Hall of Fame? Um, that might be... The first sports hall of fame, and I think they were pl- they had plans to do it, but it it hadn't been built yet. And the whole thing, you know, Cooperstown, New York, which according to some myth, basically is where they started playing baseball. And it's like the more you look into, it, it's like I don't even think that's right. <laughs> but you know, it's a nice story. Sure. By the way, this has nothing to do with on this day. Your guy uh, Jake Moody, you still feeling still feeling good about that? He's money. He's just, he's, just got a, he's just got a gauge, you know, gauge left or right first, I guess. It's and funny you say that because I was thinking that, you know, he's missing these field goals. Yeah. And I remember before the season started, you and I were talking a lot about his Michigan numbers, and yes. you were pointing out, whoa, this guy's really not very accurate. So, <laughs> you know, maybe we need to keep that in mind. Yeah, or maybe we can't expect bit. him to make every kick. He never not has. Yeah. It was, well, it was just weird because it was like his 50-plus was great numbers, but then it was everything in between. It was all the iffy. mid-range yeah. stuff. It yeah. was just completely No terrible. mid-range. Yeah, no mid-range at all. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, in this on this day in 19, 1984, we had our first version of All-Star Saturday. Uh, the East beat the West 154-145. to 145. The MVP was Isaiah Thomas of the Detroit Pistons. And uh, apparently they had something called the Legends Classic, mm. in which the West won 64-63. to 63. Uh, Whitey, I know you know this. Who was the first uh, person to ever win the dunk contest? Oh, I think it was Larry Nance. It sure was he Larry Nance. Yes. It was like, oh, why did we even have it? <laughs> <laughs> it was heartbreaking. Larry Nance over Julius Irving? Yeah, I guess that's probably, I didn't think about that. that oh, they the probably like, did oh, literally well. set it up so Dr. J could win. Yeah, it was disappointing. And they had that Legends thing for a couple of years, and then somebody, I forget who it was, but somebody, somebody tore up their knee pretty good, and they decided, okay, we can't have that anymore. Yeah, that's always the part with those legends and yeah. like the alumni games right. that no one ever right. really brings up is like Turkey Bowl. Yeah, the Turkey Bowl. Yeah. Every yeah, people just on, hey, let's get the family together day right. of Thanksgiving and play together. Ah, well, it's all fun and games until quite literally somebody gets hurt. So I uh, thought that was a good nugget. On night in this day, nineteen eighty eight, the uh, Detroit Pistons uh, draw a then NBA regular season record crowd of 61,983 fans into the Pontiac Silverdome to watch a 125-108 win over the Boston Celtics. Remember anything about that, Wayne? I just you, you that's the <laughs> second reference to Isaiah. Yes, it is. Uh, or that involves Isaiah. I think he I never liked him, but I think he's really underrated. Because he was never right. considered Magic or Jordan or Bird. Right. So then it was like, ah, he's not one of the best players. But you look back at, you know, the whole history of the game. It's like, man, that guy was good. He was so good. I mean, yeah. yeah because Why didn't you like him? Oh, uh, because I didn't like the bad boys and all that. Because my dad didn't like Isaiah either. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's just there was just a reason. Is it an attitude? Because I know, like, he didn't get along with Magic. And I think him and Mike have some beef as well, right? Yeah. And then he said some things about bird that he regretted and he 
He had issues getting along with people, I would say. The choke. An amazing, amazing player. Is there like uh, a current comp today, just somebody who's kind of a... Not Just a, I don't against know. the grain like that? Because those guys were, I mean, that was their whole thing is we're going to make you hate us. I guess, you know? right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, quite literally, they, like, yeah. yeah that was we're going to foul and foul and foul you. Right, hard. The referees can't call yeah. it all. And then when the game tilts that way, then it works to our advantage. So they were not well liked. Yeah. Uh, we do know these guys were well liked. 1995, Super Bowl 29. Sorry, I'm a little shaky with my Roman numerals. Uh, the in Miami, Florida, San Francisco 49ers beat the San Diego Chargers 49 26. MVP Steve Young of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. In 2018, David Beckham launched MLS team, uh, Inter Miami uh, CF. And in 2019, in the aftermath of a wild ending to UFC 229, uh, Khabib uh and Conor McGregor were both issued fines and suspensions. Uh, for their involvement in a pretty nasty uh, post-fight, I don't know what to describe it as, but I believe there was. Uh, is that with the truck? It, it was. They were in a bus, and yeah, Conor McGregor yeah, literally yeah, yeah. threw the uh, like the divider into the right, window. And, right. Uh, yeah, got, got a got a little hairy there. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that is on this date in sports. Wow. What if I may, since you you asked uh, that Super Bowl between the Chargers and the 49ers. You know, that's Jerry Rice's last 49er Super Bowl, and he had his 49er way. They were always buttoned down and focused, and he was furious because he didn't feel they were prepared uh, enough for that game. Oof. And so they had a like yeah, a meeting, team meeting the night before, and Deion Sanders was like, dude, we got this. We're going to win. Mm-hmm. And then Deion was right. But it was like <laughs> sure kind of clashing right. styles, like, Jerry Rice, you got to do this, 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 this. And Deion's like, we're good, we're good. And, and Prime was right, but they apparently – had a kind of a heated exchange there. Whitey, what's coming up on the show today? Did our show? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I should have thought of that before. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have all these short shows this week. Their Kings are back on the East Coast. Yes, right? yes. Cruising. Yeah, just such a glorious day to be a 49er fan. I'm interested yeah. to hear what Mr. Draper has to say about that, <laughs> putting Purdy's numbers in perspective a little bit. And it's incredible. You know, I, I think we would look at the four quarterbacks in the conference championship games a little differently than we did maybe even on Friday. Patrick Holmes is really good. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. The the offensive weaponry might be down, but he's still that dude. All right. You have the drive guys up next. Whitey Gleason and Kyle Draper. Thank you for listening to Styles and Watkins. Thank you to Nate. Thank you to Emil Fergoso. Thank you to all the callers, the texters, and the sack chat. Until tomorrow, secure the bag, light the beam.